Galaxy. Making technology human. What Microsoft 365 features should the modern office be using? This is transformative. Hello, and welcome to Transformative, a coffee break podcast about transforming your workplace and making your technology feel a little bit more human. I'm Sam Glover, and interviewing with me, as always, is Kyo Main. In this series, we're talking about the productivity revolution, breaking down what is required to build a physical and digital workspace for a modern workforce. So, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how you can get the most out of your Microsoft 365 package. Are there any secret tools or techniques you can use to keep your workspace and office productive? And if you have the Microsoft 365 tools, you already have all the, all the tools you need to actually make your workspace productive. So is this actually more of a question of how do you use them properly? How do you implement it all correctly? And once again, joining us around the table later is Scott Riley, founder and consultant at Cloud Nexus, and Matt Fuchs, our own workplace solutions architect here at Boxy. And most importantly, you. So the conversation continues on LinkedIn. So don't forget to join in the discussion on Transformative Showcase page over on the Boxy's LinkedIn profile. Also, you can find out more about the productivity revolution over on our website. If you go over to boxy.com slash modern workforce to find out more how Microsoft 365 can optimize your workplace. Check it out. It's got some good stuff on there. But for now, let's get to it and join our conversation with Scott and Matt. Let's go. Let's hop into today's episode then. We talked about the analog versus digital potential conflict and uh, and agreed that it's more of a, an evolution rather than a, than a conflict. And uh, this time we want to talk about what secrets uh, are there like, to a more productive workspace that pretty much everyone already has. So we'll... I'll hop in to ask Matt, like, what, what are the applications people have? Are, they, are the applications already perfect as, as a workforce? Do we just need to spend more time understanding them using the useful features that the app already has? Um, thanks, Sam. Uh, the features aren't perfect, no. <laughs> but they, they, they do, um, they have got some health stuff in them. Uh, I think, yes, definitely. There needs to be more time learning those features. Um, the features, as I say, we said last time, you know, it's evergreen. They're always evolving. New features coming out every month. Um, I think what people don't do is learn those new features every month. It's probably weirdos like Scott and myself who um, are in that sort of field who um, spend time rubbing our hands, <laughs> looking forward to things that are in development and private pre public preview and about to roll out and going, Oh, I can't wait for that feature in teams. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, not, not every user in the workplace, uh, <laughs> is going to be as weird as that. So, um, definitely, I think there's, there's a need to kind of learn the features that are useful <laughs> to yourself, you know, and, and, you know, some of that is happening by word of mouth and spreading that way. But yeah, definitely needs to work on on training for that. Um, I was just going to add, add to that. Um, so if they're if we're constantly rolling out new features, so if, if 
uh, as part of the Microsoft 365 package and constantly developing and, and more ways of working are being added. Do you think we'll get to the point where it's not so much that the tools themselves need to change, but maybe there's a different onboarding process? So you boot up Word for the first time, maybe it asks you, hey, what kind of, what kind of work do you normally do? Um, you, you know, it uses that to determine what features you need. And it's about customizing the ribbon at the top of the page. So, you know, it's kind of tailored to you as an individual rather than forcing you to kind of wait to figure out that you need a tool then doing a Google search being like, does this tool exist? It, like, is maybe that the kind of next step of um, of people using Microsoft if those kind of tools are already there and just making sure if, if that's how, you know, we kind of get people using them? I, I really like that. I really like that because you're right. There are, there are just so many features, you know, baked into the office suite. And, and, and even now, you know, I'm, I'm a big uh, supporter of, of the search bar. You'll find it in all the top of the modern office applications, yes. the search bar, because for example, I know that I can set a password on an Excel spreadsheet and there's a button somewhere <laughs> in, in one of the toolbars somewhere. But if I just go in there and type password, it's going to say, Oh, you want to protect this sheet? Click. That's, that's it. That search bar, that's the most amazing feature for me. But I love, I love what you've just suggested there because the, the, the tools are so broad and so capable. That, and, and there are multitudes of toolbars. That if you know what you're doing, you can go in and you can click the different toolbars and you can select the different options that you want. Um, mm. You might never build a power pivot table in Excel. That might just be something you're <laughs> never going to do. But if you're in finance and you live in power pivot, that's probably one of your key toolbars. So I love this idea that it says, hey, what kind of things do you do? Just a general idea. Because at the minute, what we get is the, the default toolbar. And 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 if mm. you know, as I say, if you know what you're doing, you can customize it. But I love this guided experience that you talk about. I think that's a really that that's a really great suggestion. For me, that would be going into Microsoft to use a voice going, hey, why don't you guys have a think about this? <laughs> it reminds me a lot of because uh, of like, the Adobe packages out that that I use quite a lot, and like in Adobe, that a lot of the softwares, especially mm-hmm. things like Premiere, Illustrator, they have they have these uh, the workspaces where it's all set up for because multiple different editors will edit in so many different ways, and there's a little in the top, usually in the top right, there's a little like bar where it's just kind of what what editing mode do you want to be in. And it can change quickly from assembly to color correction to that. And just if that could go into Word, that would speed up my design work in there as well. Okay. I just wondered until until a feature like that exists and we're able to personalize the experience a bit more to our to our you know work needs. Um, Scott, Matt, as 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 two people who you know as a living stay pretty closely up to date with what Microsoft is doing, are there any? You know, is, is there a specific page you might use to kind of stay stay in the know? Or do you kind of sign up to uh, to updates? I just wonder what you, how you stay abreast of, of uh, new features at the moment. Yeah, so there's there's a, the roadmap. Um, there's the uh, service center, message center within Microsoft 365. Probably something that is more consumed by admins than there is uh, end users. There's also, I'd say, a lot of blogs out there so microsoft blogs pages themselves um around productivity notes of a they are some of them are more geared towards the end user rather than just the um administration side of it so that you know, there's a whole wealth of information i think it's kind of picking through that that can be quite daunting um there there are some good training guides as well so 
short sort of video bites, if you like, that Microsoft do, um, which can be quite useful for for getting updates and getting um, understanding how to use some of those. I mean, like Scott said, pivot tables. <laughs> yeah, there's some good ones on there. Just focusing on on one element. So very very short videos, three to five minutes long, and you've kind of got what you need to do. But again, Scott touched on it. The search bar is is brilliant now, and what you can search within the office applications and find out the solution that you need quite quickly. I was going to say, I think, um, I think Matt's point's really, really interesting, which is that there, there are definitely portals and there are mailing lists and there are places that you can go. And it's, it's probably if you're nerds like us who really want to know what's the next thing that's coming. <laughs> um, but it's, it's nerds like us that then help kind of ripple out that information into the workforce in general. Um, mm. And where I've seen this be really successful in, in businesses, just in general businesses that you know, not necessarily IT focused, um, is where they create uh, digital disruptors or digital ambassadors. And these are people within you know, a finance team, a HR team, a marketing team. And it's those people who you invest the training in or you, you point the portals at and you make sure that they're kind of staying on top of some of the, the newer later features because you don't have to train the entire workforce you have this ripple effect of these these digital ambassadors um, and mm. that works really really well just uh, especially i mean let's be fair that works really really well in a traditional office setting i think mm. you know covid has changed that a little bit but if you know you know mags over there is is my you know digital ambassador for our team so if i if i've got any kind of quick questions that's the person that we've invested a lot of that time into because not everyone is just going to go and seek out those updates or go through mm. those five minute training things. Everyone could, it's only five minutes, but not everyone does. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a really good, there's a good strategy there with ambassadors. Matt. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah. I think those, um, yeah, those ambassadors is a great idea and it's certainly one I've we've sort of used from the SharePoint days, I suppose, that SharePoint sort of champions and something we've we've seen work well in organizations. When you're adopting any sort of technology, Teams was a big one. You know, we saw a lot of uh, adoption of that way back in last March. Um, so yeah, having having to adopt that correctly uh, and you always learn from mistakes, you know, having those contacts within the business that you communicate first to, they're on the pilot group, you know, helps that adoption process but keeping that going so it's a working group that help like you say you've got the, your person in finance marketing you know across the business you know key contacts uh, who are warm to technology should i say is probably a phrase that um sounds a bit weird but um essentially they're there that you can use you can distill information to and they can cascade that down across the organization so yeah you can, you can get more people using the products in the right way and yeah definitely makes a big difference the adoption piece is is one that's overlooked by it departments uh when projects are led by a technology focused um team that's the part that that gets missed and it's the part i would say i don't know if scott if you disagree or not it's the part that leads to the biggest failure of of adopting technology correctly you're absolutely right and it's it's often because these these projects are seen as it and technology change programs and not people change programs you're you're absolutely right they they have to come hand in hand because otherwise you just end up with this really frustrated set of users who've got access to the best possible tools 
but they haven't been shown how to use it. And so they're struggling their way through and everyone's telling them, Hey, we've, we just spent all this money on this fantastic new IT system. Well, it's worse for me. (laughs) And, And that's, you know, how did that happen? Well, we, we didn't, we didn't embrace the people when we went on this change program and we didn't show them how to use this stuff properly. Yeah. <laughs> so the so rather than it being more, more about like all the secret apps that can help you be more productive, it is definitely more about how do we how do we let the people lead us towards the tools they actually need to use. I, I definitely think that there's a big strategy part of this. So in the in the planning of you know how are we going to roll this out and how are we going to teach people? Are we going to use digital ambassadors and that kind of thing? Um, but also. You know, there's, there's so many different ways to communicate with people, whether we use Teams or email or SharePoint or Yammer. Um, you know, it's selecting what are the, the right ways, what are the tools that we're going to use as an organization, and how are we going to choose to communicate internally and externally with our customers. And then once you've kind of got those figured out, now we've got a set of tools that we can kind of stick to. Now we can start to really get people to be um, really, really productive using those tools. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just going to say, Scott's, Scott's exactly right. It's that um, a really important piece of this is that communication strategy. Um, that, that's something that you need to get right, really. And it's it's different per organization, you know, how, uh, and it could involve uh, many different um, communication technologies, really. Um, you know, both Teams, Yammer, SharePoint, communication sites, and, and other third parties, you know, really tied together. It's working out what you use, which for what, or what you're going to use, what's right for the personas in the business that you have. I was going to say, the, the last question I had for um, both both Matt and Scott is just for the tools. I mean, being that this is a series about productivity and kind of uh, achieving more in the workplace, I would be absolutely remiss if I, uh, if I didn't ask the two people who probably know uh, Microsoft's you know, Microsoft suite and the tools available through it better than anyone else I know about what you use to kind of achieve more in the workplace and, and what, what kind of tools you rely on to, to kind of get more done in the day. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Um, I would, I would love to tell you that I, I live out of teams, um, which I, I do for my calls and my meetings, but I still, I think like many people, I still live in my inbox. Um, so Outlook is, is, is my biggest tool. Um, and I don't think there's any surprise to that. We're such a, you know, we're, we're a whole nation of, of people who love to send emails. Um, and, and I think, you know, that is steadily changing as we look at the adoption rates for emails. It's slightly coming down and teams and chats and instant messaging because just that immediacy of that conversation and that flow is so much better. Um, mm. But it's, it's, it's Outlook, it's, it's Teams, and it's, it is OneNote. Um, those are, are my three main tools. And then tying that all kind of nicely together to make sure I can get to my files everywhere, OneDrive. Might seem like just yes. the simple basics, um, but if, if if people are using Teams for putting files in project folders and things like that, it can be a bit awkward to upload and download things in the Teams app itself. But if you mm. start to use OneDrive to sync those folders, oh, it's a lifesaver. It's so much <laughs> faster, much easier experience. I'd recommend it for everyone. Um, and yeah, absolutely. My favorite top tip, if I, if I could give one for using those tools, that search bar at the top of, of all those office applications is your friend. You know you can do something. You can't quite remember how or where the button is. I need to set an out of office. Just type out of office. Just type signatures. It's going to find you the answer straight away. Yeah. 
Amazing. Great and, and Matt, what, the, what secrets do you oh, have? I don't well? want to give away all my secrets. <laughs> um, I think, um, no, I'm only joking. I think, yeah, the, <laughs> the tools that you mentioned there are, um, are spot on. You know, I'm a, a big user of OneNote. Um, also, still Outlook, mainly Calendar. Um, the, the ability now to, um, you know, what was Cortana Calendar help, um, you know, that, that ability to schedule meetings for you um is is fantastic um the other tool i think just to add to what scott's talking about obviously teams you know we could talk about teams for a long time but i think the other tool i use a lot is to do so simple uh, task management uh, and it's where i go before i start my day before anything else because i don't write things down on the pen and paper i go to to-do list and make sure what tasks I've got for that day, what I've carried over, what I'm going to achieve, what I drag into my day, if you like. Uh, and yeah, that that that's really one of my uh, favorite tools. One of the tools I think I'm starting to use a little bit more now, it's only in preview, um, but Microsoft Ignite announced um, when it's coming baked into Windows 10 is uh, Power Automate Desktop. So just starting to look at some, creating some flows there. So this is going free for everyone. Amazing. Um, it's RPA essentially, but for personal RPA. So yeah, it won't tackle the system side integration, et cetera. But some of that is really interesting to kind of take some of those uh, tasks you do and speed those up or, yeah. yeah. So interesting. I think that will catch on a, a little bit more. Yeah. Personal bot. Yes, please. Yeah, that's being built straight into Windows 10 kind of thing, rather than but that's that's mm. insane. Yeah, that's really and, useful. And you, you can imagine some of those real repetitive roles again, like we get in in finances or purchase orders, where you've got to grab this document, pop it into that folder, copy it into this, make sure this thing's updated. For those simple things where you're just you know running those same processes over and over again, now we can build mm. a little automation to do that for us, or a little you know little runtime library that will do it for us. So really nice the dream. Stuff. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, this has been this has been a really fa- fascinating chat. It's definitely made me. It's de- I've been almost in my head just been playing 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 ch- like productivity boggle a little bit there. Just kind of going, yeah, I, I, like one note. Yeah, all my notes are on note. Yeah, so that's been this has been really fun. Thank you very much, uh, Matt and Scott. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Guy. So that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening, and also to Scott and Matt for joining us on the pod. Do you want to learn more about the modern workforce? Simple, go to boxy.com slash modernwork to find out more, or you can even book a consultation with Matt yourself, or another one of our workforce specialists. So, next time on Transformative, we're going to ask, what is the perfect digital workspace for humans? Joining us will be our Microsoft guest, Craig Griffiths, and our UKB Corp ambassador, Matt Hocking. It's going to be a really interesting conversation. So check it out on Boxy.com when it, when it launches. And as always, I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this BoxCast. Start your digital transformation today. 
at oxy.com. Boxy, making technology human.